0: The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation.
1: it with bringing in Nico Iamaliaba, five-star quarterback, One of the best players in the 2013 class, bringing in Austin Price, who's been uh, getting a little bit of that California love um, in the last couple of weeks. Went out there, spent some time with Nico. Now he's back. And Austin, good morning. Welcome to the program. Big day for Tennessee.
0: Welcome to spring practice, Jason Swain.
1: What did you see, man? What, you, what what have you seen so far? Have you have you seen any goodies so far?
0: No, I'm just driving. I'm seeing traffic uh, off of, uh, Cedar Bluff. Um, now, to, to get to Nico, as you just pointed out, um, you know, I, I I've seen a really good family man. I mean, like you know, I, I've been around a lot of recruits and their families, and you know, the the, the yeah, Maliavas are. Just great people, man. I mean, the mom's a sweet lady. Obviously, she's battling through a lot. And you heard Nico just talking about how much she's battling to stay with them. And you know, uh, you know, Big Nick's awesome. Big bubbly personality from a larger than life human being. And then you know, the kids are just nice. You know, I mean, um, whether it's Nori, the the youngest sister, or Madden, you know, there, there's eight children. Um, you know, and so. Um, but just just good people, man. And then Nico is, you know, he's obviously a really good football player, so that 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 helps. But I mean, just you know, good good people, and you know, I, I think that Tennessee fans uh, will they'll, they'll they'll they've already wrapped their arms around Nico, but they'll really continue to do that with the whole family, and, and then the family will reciprocate it. They're they're a big they're a big love, big big hug type family.
1: There was always this sentiment that Nico wanted to play in the SEC, but there was rumors about you know Oregon how serious do you think Oregon was in the recruitment of Nico in the last four weeks
0: I think Oregon thought they were more serious than they actually were you know I don't think that Oregon was ever a major threat to Tennessee um or any school in this in this league honestly you know I just feel like the family set kind of you know standards guidelines that they wanted to they wanted to play in this league from the jump. They never really wavered on that. I mean, the Oregon stuff just kind of came about because I think everybody just started going, oh, West Coast kid, Polynesian, they've got the Polynesian pipeline, Oregon. He's going to go anywhere they for a visit. You know, I mean, you know, and so uh, did he have interest in them? Sure, to look at them, but I don't think there was ever, like, heavy, serious interest in Nico um, looking at Oregon. Like, I, again, I think that they liked Oregon. Um, I don't think they loved Oregon. And so, um, you know, had, had had he went back up there for another visit, maybe that changes. But just off of the, the one visit, I, I don't believe that they were ever a a serious serious factor. Again, a factor because he did go visit, but not a serious serious factor like everybody uh, kind of I think believe jumped the gun on just based off you know stereotyping that a lot of Polynesians end up going to Oregon.
2: What type of football player is Tennessee getting in Nico? We all see the recruiting ranking and that's all most people have to go off of. But when, when you talk to coaches around the country or, or people within the industry or, or just people in the know, what what's the word on just the type of football player and how good of a football player he is?
0: Well, again, you know, I, I know the, the, the head coach is the preeminent program in the country. That being Nick Saban has told people that he thinks Nico um, is, a, is as special as any quarterback in this class. And um, I think Nico's upside is immense. Um, I think he's still figuring it out. And, and that's what you want. You don't want somebody that, you know, kind of hit the ceiling, so to speak. You want somebody that, you know, got plenty of growing left to do and, I believe that is Nico and talking to his quarterback coach out there, Tanner Kelly, um, who is the same quarterback coach that coaches, you know, Bryce Young, who has worked with Drew Brees, who has worked with Tom Brady. Um, he talks about all the upside that Nico has and, you know, all the, the special talent that he uh, possesses and, you know, you know, what he feels like he can be. And then really I think the sky's the limit for Nico again. Guys, I watched Jared Gantano throw in in New Jersey, and and Jared, from a physical tool standpoint, had everything you were looking for I mean, it, You know, as far as an arm standpoint, I mean, he he could flat throw it. You know, and and and, and so can Nico. What's it like between the years? And that's what we'll to into, and that's something I can't answer. I mean, you know, I mean, I can sit there and talk football with with Nico, but I mean, I don't know the game well enough to sit there and go, Oh yeah, yeah, he's got it. I mean, you know, I. I he seems like a smart kid. I know that the, the staff, this staff was very impressed when they got in the, you know, in the room and got up on the whiteboard and just started talking ball and, and you know, and talking, you know, kind of the, the mental side of the game. They were really impressed with Nico. So that's really all I have to work off of. Um, but from a physical tool standpoint, I mean, he, he throws it well and, and obviously he can he can move.
2: What does this mean moving forward for Tennessee in terms of other recruits that they'll have an even better chance at or maybe even now they'll actually get into the the pitcher for a recruit? So uh, what what other recruits is is Nico going to be after? And and do you think that Nico shuts down his recruitment completely moving forward?
0: You know, I mean – you never say never with any recruit as far as shutting down the recruitment, um, but it does it does not seem like one that would be one to where he's going to be, you know, doing a lot of, you know, talking to other schools and stuff. Quarterbacks just don't normally do that. I mean, you know, the 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 norm in in quarterback recruiting is, is once they're done, they're they're done. I mean, there are a few like a Brock Vandergrift who commit early and then a month or two later realize, you know, I, I made a mistake and. You know, I'm going to go so closer to home. What? He's not going to be going closer to home. Even if he went to Oregon, that's a flight. You know, I mean, that he wasn't going to UCLA, and USC has Malachi Nelson. So, um, you know, as far as other recruits in this class, you know, you know, we're talking about Carnell Tate. We're going to talk about Kyler Casper. Um, you know, I think there's going to be a couple offensive linemen that Nico goes after, um, you know, He's going to be very active, I think, in this class, even with the defensive guys. You know, defensive linemen, I, I think he'll, he'll be a guy that works Big burly. Nico's just got a certain um, presence about him. You know, I mean, he's quiet, but, like, he also is someone who is trendy enough to where other kids are like, okay, I see you. You know, I think the biggest thing is yesterday, Nico committed, and all of a sudden, Tennessee became the cool school. I heard that from multiple people yesterday, whether that be seven-on-seven seven coaches who heard from the players on their team, um, you know, uh, other parents of, of prospects. I heard that a lot yesterday. Is Tennessee became the cool school today. And, you know, that, that that's big for Tennessee because a lot of times the cool school is either uh, the team that is, you know, winning at a high rate or one that finds their kind of franchise-type guy that can lead a class, and that's what Tennessee's done. So anytime you're the cool school, you're going to be in play for more and more players, which means you're going to be in play for, you know, some high-end guys. And this place sells; It always has, Jason. Go back to the 90s, go back to when you played, you know, this place. When kids get here for a visit, the old adage, you've got to get them here. That really rings true in a lot of ways. So Tennessee will have a puncher's chance with a bunch of players that maybe they wouldn't have before yesterday.
1: There's, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, Tennessee being cool uh, on the positive end. There's also been, um, you know, some comments on the other sides, maybe some, some comments from the haters um, f- talking about NIL. And we have had conversations on, on this program about how important it was for Tennessee to take care of their current players. And um, a few weeks ago, we talked about multiple players on our team with six figure deals and how important that was going to be to show that, you know, we take care of our own when it, when it comes to going out and trying to bring someone from the outside into this program, how much do you think that played a part in, um, you know, Nico's decision to kind of seeing how uh, the, the fan base, seeing how, there's opportunities for our current players to make money off their name, image, and likeness.
0: Well, I mean, I think, you know, anytime you sign any kid in this day, and it doesn't matter if the kid signs for, you know, $5 NIL, $25 NIL, or whatever, like, the, the fans are going to go, well, wow, that kid just picked, you know, that school because of NIL. That's going to be the common theme across the board. Tennessee fans are going to do it when kids go elsewhere. Other schools are do it when kids sign with Tennessee. That's just what it is. Um, you know, I think, you know, you would be lying to think that, you know, there wasn't, you know, uh, that, that, that Nico's not going to, co- ha- you know, have an NIL uh, opportunity or two no matter where he goes. And, um, you know, here's the thing. I think if, if Nico had picked Tennessee two years ago, there was nil. I think he's still making the same decision because the family fell in love with Knoxville. I, I don't think that nil, you know, is why he picked Tennessee. I know that's hard for some to believe, and I really don't give a rat's rear if you believe it or not. I mean, I, knowing the family, knowing the dad, knowing the mom, the people they just—they just, they just genuinely fell in love with Knoxville and how they wrapped their arms around the entire family. So. Um, That's kind of where it's at. Again, he's going to have NIL opportunities here. He'll have NIL opportunities if he has decided to go somewhere else. He's a high-profile quarterback. But, you know, I really believe that the staff, including – and and specifically Joey Halsley, uh, did a phenomenal job of recruiting him and recruiting the family. And, you know, that's why you saw them, you know, come in November, why you saw them come back in March for the basketball game, and why you see him as a committed Tennessee player right now.
2: I was gonna ask you that exact question about if you thought Nico would pick Tennessee if NIL did not exist. But I'll ask about spring football since we gotta get you out of here in a minute since you have other obligations that you think are more than important than the swing event. No, we but, got seven
0: more minutes with him.
2: I know but he You got he,
0: seven you got seven more minutes and then all of all fans should either stick here or flip over to W on Cole Kublik and and, and 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 the you know Greg Mackle.
2: I, I think they should Wait and listen to their podcast later on in the day when they when they get done listening to the Swain event live. Okay. Fine too. Uh, Who is (laughs) (laughs) who is uh, not going to be participating this spring? Who's going to be limited? Any position changes? Just anything of note as spring practice gets underway today?
0: Well, you remember last year when the vault had no linebackers. Yes. This year's secondary. I mean, like you got. Brandon Turnage out, Kamal Haddon out, Deshaun Rucker out, Warren Burrell, Burrell limited. I mean, I, so, when everybody goes, man, did you see what Caleb Webb did? Did you see what Squirrel White did? Did you hear about what how much Jalen Hyatt has improved? Take it with a grain of salt. That's not to say that they can't, but you've got to remember, like Tennessee's offense last year, you know, just moved the through the defense like Swiss cheese. And at times, Tessie's defense looked like that in fall, but it was a different-looking team in fall. So, you know, the secondary is going to be, you know, it's injury-riddled, and it is going to be super thin all spring long. And that's kind of where it's at. I mean, you know, they're going to have to depend on some guys, Desmond Williams, D. Williams, the Juco kid from Mississippi. He needs to have a big spring. He has got the biggest opportunity on the team. Because he's going to be given a, a, a crazy amount of reps because they are so thin. And if he can prove himself, he may play himself right into being the starter this fall with a strong spring.
1: Golly, man, that's a lot of dudes out for spring all at one position.
2: Jimmy Holiday going to be over right? there? Who's that? Jimmy Holiday.
0: I can see Jimmy Holiday in the secondary this spring. Again, a lot of it's buy in. I mean, like, I, you know, I, I think it, it, it's something that I think he's at least entertained because I think, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy enjoys Knoxville. I think his heart would love to play offense, but I think he wants to play. And so the fact he's still here uh, tells me that, you know, he may be at least entertaining the thought of playing some DB.
1: Austin Price, VolQuest.com here on the Swain event. Any. Recruits that Tennessee is warm for that, you know, Tennessee's been warm for, you know, Nico for, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks now. And, you know, see where we are right now with Nico committing. Uh, any other recruits out there that you feel like Tennessee is warm for?
0: Well, Tennessee, I think, is warm for Caleb Herring. Um, you know, I think Tennessee is, is in a good spot for Devin Hyatt. Um, I believe Tennessee to be in a really good spot for Jeremiah T. Landers. Um, And again, I think Tennessee is totally teed up, you know, for Kyler Casper and Carnell Tate. Does that mean they'll land them? Absolutely not. But you are positioned, because of Nico and his relationship with those kids and their desire to really take a hard look at playing with him, that, you know, you have yourself right now kind of ahead of the curve a little bit. And, and you just got to be able to take advantage of that.
2: Worried about Georgia with Caleb Herring after they offered?
0: No, not at all. I'm not worried about Caleb Herring in the least. Good you enough. Know, I, I think that all Georgia did was give themselves a hat on the table for Caleb Herring to pick Tennessee over. You know, I mean, like, I don't. You know, I think he'll probably get more offers uh, in the coming. He'll probably get Ohio State this weekend, I would imagine. I think he may be going up there, and then, you know, he'll probably get, uh, you know, potentially LSU in Florida in the coming weeks. And then I would venture to say a decision is pretty imminent at that point. I mean, again, I think that a lot of schools have shied away from offering him because they know he is going to go pick Tennessee, and they don't want to be that school that, you know, he picks Tennessee over. And that's what a lot of schools do. Um, but he was so dominant down at the seven on seven event in in Georgia uh, a week and a half ago that you know all of the you know the Georgia people got word and they offered and just to see if they could throw a wrench in the in the in in in, in the in the whole thing. And I just don't believe that to be the case.
1: Austin Price, man, we got you out of here with a minute and a half to spare. So, uh, AustinPriceValQuest.com. Follow Austin at AustinPriceList on Twitter. His time is brought to you by Jennifer Morris, Killer Williams Realty. Uh, Austin, man, thanks so much for your time. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Jennifer Morris, her telephone number is 865-257-7897. Again, 865-257 seven eight seven nine seven if you are looking to buy sell or invest in real estate email her at jennifer morris 865 at gmail.com killer williams realty there's jennifer morris hooking you up let her be your real estate expert your go-to for anything real estate call jennifer morris big thanks to awesome price we will be right back Swain event fueled by that and barbecue JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799.
3: Is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. touchdown or turnover is up next on the Swain Event. Hey there, Swain Event fam. I've been thinking about other ways I can assist you with the real estate world. As you know, it's not just about buying, selling, and investing in new property today. It's also being a resource when you need a contractor or a roofer. Or maybe you need a real estate attorney to assist with probate questions. Or maybe you have a family member in Alabama that needs a realtor to help them sell their home and get the heck out of there and back to Tennessee. All of these things and more are in my wheelhouse. So give me a call, Jennifer Morris 865 257 Seven seven eight nine seven, 7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com and go vols
0: top 100 barbecue restaurant dead-end barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality q dead-end makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from chow now for pickup or if you don't feel like leaving the house then have dead-end barbecue delivered right to your door by loco knoxville or bite squad Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search
1: is over. Touchdown or Turnover is backed by El Federal Credit Union, a place where you belong. All right, it's time for touchdown or turnover. Backed by Alcoa Ten Federal Credit Union, place where you belong, better rates and better service. Matt Ryan traded to the Indianapolis Colts for a third-round pick. The Titans and the Colts have been kind of at the top of that division for uh, seems like a while. Touchdown turnover. Titans should be worried. About the Colts' new quarterback, Matt Ryan. Touchdown on turnover. <sighs> you just had to do this, huh? What? Do what? Ask, ask a question? That's all I'm doing. Who's mm. asking you a question? Babe. I know one
2: thing. It's, it's
1: easier to talk crap
2: about the Titans now that Carrie plays for the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell y'all how many times I wanted to go off on the Titans <laughs> be, because I wanted them to do well and they crapped the bed. Like, I, I wanted to tweet about Ryan Tannehill, but I said, no,
1: I'm not going to do it. You want to be L.L. Beckham Jr.'s daddy? Uh-uh. Put, put your boy in a bad spot? <laughs> uh-uh.
2: I didn't, I didn't want to do that. Uh, by the way, you see uh, A.J. Brown's tweet yesterday? The NFL tweeted out that the Falcons had signed Marcus Mariota, and A.J. Brown quote tweeted it and said, best leader I've ever been around.
1: Ooh! Yikes! Throw that shade. Throw that shade. Yeah, he and he immediately deleted the tweet, intentionally or unintentionally. I mean, it, 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 it's going to be taking a shade.
2: The, the word on Titans Twitter is that he nobody deletes tweets faster than AJ Brown. Well, so but uh, touchdown. The, the Titans should absolutely be worried about the Colts. I I don't know that the the Colts are going. To be better than the Titans, I've I've liked the Titans offseason for the most part. I like that they did not let Harold Landry walk. Armor. Hmm. Armor. Uh, as a uh, who said that? Vince Young. Yeah, Vince Young. Look, he was high on cheesecake that day. Um. So I, I think the Titans are obviously still in a great position. Uh, a, a new look offensive line. I think I think that's going to help. Thought that offensive line had gotten stale, but they also bring Ben Jones back. I don't think Tannehill is as bad as he played against the Bengals in, in the playoffs, but, uh, I, I do think they should absolutely be worried about the Colts because the Colts had a good roster last year. That defense best running game in the league, best running game in the league that they, they could probably stand to upgrade at receiver. T Y Hilton's getting old. Mm-hmm. Um, was it Michael Pittman? I, I like him, but he Oh yeah, Ohio State. Yes. He but he's not somebody that's a, a game changer. He's just kind of a guy in in an NFL receiver rotation. So could stand to to get Matt Ryan some weapons. Uh Darius Leonard's already recruiting Julio to come to Indy uh since Matt Ryan was his quarterback in Atlanta. So, the the the, Col- the the Titans should absolutely be worried about the Colts. The Colts had a good team last year. They just had an average at best quarterback. <laughs> and Carson Wentz is what held the Colts back from being even better last year. You said it earlier. I mean, all, all he had to do was beat the Jaguars to, to get in the playoffs. And he's probably still the quarterback of the Colts if he had done that. That's all he got to do. Uh, and, and, look, Matt Ryan isn't Deshaun Watson or – Russell Wilson, some of these other quarterbacks that have been on the move. He, he's not one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. But, hey, he, he's still good. And I think people are kind of sleeping on Matt Ryan still being good. I don't think he's going to go to Indy and have success like Matthew Stafford did when he went from Detroit to L.A. I, I don't think it'll be that type of transition. But I would be very, very surprised if the Colts are not a playoff team. And it, it would not surprise me at all if, if they won – the division matt ryan not as great as some of these other quarterbacks that i mentioned but he's led the nfl in passing yards since 2016 so he he's still got some juice in him i've always liked matt ryan i think he's good and uh i i think he's gonna help the colts take a step forward this year and i I agree with bulldog brian i I think the falcons got hosed how do you only get a third round pick that is
1: crazy yeah and like The fact that you only got a third-round pick is terrible in itself. The fact that you got a third-round pick knowing that you have to replace so many pieces and bring in so many pieces. You got to get a quarterback now, and I know they signed Marcus Mariota, but you got to get a receiver. He lost Julio Jones and Cavarilli in a span of two years. Offensive line, and you got to address defense. So good luck doing that with one pick. All right, let's get to the phones. I agree with you 100. I'm going to go a touchdown. I think the Titans should be concerned because um, the Colts have all the pieces except for quarterback.
4: Dave Toner, good morning. Good morning, guys. Good morning. I think Atlanta ought to be concerned with the fact that you know not only did they get a third round pick, but they're on the hook for his money.
1: Got some dead. I think they got some what's dead cap space. Yes.
4: Yeah. What? What it, forty
1: million mean?
2: it, it means that they have to pay Matt Ryan forty million dollars, and <laughs> that that's going to take up some of their payroll, I believe.
4: Man, that's just crazy. That is absolutely crazy. And I guess I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you this. Now I'm a little bit pissed off at the Steelers. Man, they could have got Matt Ryan for a third round pick.
2: Yeah, th- I mean that. That's easy to say, and I, I guess we should also add. Part of the the Colts only giving up a, a third-round pick is that the Falcons ate the contract. Well, actually, that would make it... No, then the Colts should give up more for Matt Ryan. Yeah, that's stupid. Matt Ryan, really only uh, you, you only get a third-round pick and you're eating all of the salary. Usually, teams attach another pick because they're eating that much salary. You see it in the NBA all the time. when When a team eats that much salary, usually a team... Attaches a first round pick for that team, eating that type of salary.
1: Dead cap hit of 40 million, 40.525. It's the largest cap hit in NFL history. Dead cap hit of $40 million for the Falcons. So,
4: I don't know. That's not thinking very well, in my opinion. But uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Marcus, you know, he's he's going to be a good fill-in, I guess, this year. But he's, I don't think he's a franchise quarterback. Now, to get to Tennessee real quick, if you guys don't mind. So, uh, big props on us on us getting. uh, I'm not even going to attempt to say it. Nico. Uh so Swain I think yesterday you said he's only been playing football for a couple of years. No, I didn't say that. You didn't say that? Mm-mm. I don't know how long. <laughs> I don't know how long he's been playing football. Okay, you know the first thing I thought when I heard they signed. the you know, Tennessee doesn't have very good luck with uh five stars. In my opinion. And the first thing I thought was okay we got the dude from Marietta, Georgia, Harrison Bailey. I was high on him. Uh and we've got Tavon Jackson on campus now, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, Tavon uh, Jackson was a four star. Harrison Bailey was a was a five star court to rivals. Never should have been a five star. Nobody else had, had him as a five star.
4: So athletically just just an overall talent pick. Who has more, Tavon or the new kid?
1: I don't know. Both of them are super athletic. I mean, Nico's arm, I'm sure people will say is is better, but but Tavon Jackson has a great arm too. I mean, the ball jumps off of of his hand, and he's a very, very um, skilled athlete. I mean, he plays different sports. I don't know which one is a better athlete. I don't know. Um, One's a four-star, one's a five-star, but... I'm looking forward to seeing these guys battle. And I'm not handing them job to anybody. you got to go earn in practice. So uh, this is good for Josh Heupel, that he has a room with two quarterbacks that have the physical attributes to be the guy at Tennessee, but it's all about the the mental part of it. So um, you got at least two dudes that physically can get the job done, which is is what you want.
4: Because we're realistically going, one of them is going to take the reins next year, right? Well, if they're ready.
1: Or maybe Joe
2: Milton does.
4: Yeah, I forgot about Joe Milton. I forgot about Joe Milton. Congratulations to the Lady Vols. At least we have one more basketball game to watch. Yep. Survive in advance. Yeah. You only guaranteed the one that you play
1: um, the next one.
4: That's right. That's right. Well, guys, listen, y'all have a great day. And uh, have a great day.
1: Appreciate it. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. We hope you have a great day, too, Dave Tona. Oh, for sure, man. Um, Yeah, I don't know how long Nico has been playing football. Do not know. You want to know how a a Titans fan is worried about the Colts? Let me see the text box talking about.
2: I don't see anybody. When, 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 When somebody tells you to worry about your own team, They're worried about their team. DeBenz84 says, Ben, don't worry about the Titans. Still going to win the AFC South. Worry about the Mitch Berg Steelers. (laughs) DeBenz, you can make that joke when your quarterback doesn't fumble the number one seed in his own conference. You had a home game after having a bye, and your quarterback peed the bed like a Mitchell Trubisky. So, when you solve your quarterback issues, you can talk about my quarterback issues.
1: 865-255-03. Also, by the way, you see
2: Kenny Pickett's hands
1: grew yesterday? That's crazy, man. Let's go! What kind of exercise did he do to stretch his hands out? Interesting. And you saw him wear those (laughs) gloves, right? How do your hands grow in a month? You see the uh, the only two head coaches that were there. Mike Tomlin was there because and Matt Rule. I mean, it's down the street. It's not even down the street, but well, it is down the street. It's like walking distance. You want Kenny Pickett? Yes, I I really do want Kenny Pickett. I would be
2: very happy if if they took Kenny Pickett or uh, Malik Willis.
1: What are you talking about, Willis?
2: I, I don't think either is guaranteed to to have success in the league, but I would like to see the Steelers take a shot at drafting a quarterback. What you talking about? And yes, real D from the four, two, three brew McCoy will be in town this weekend.
1: Let's go brew. Let's go. What up? Bruh, bruh. Let's put <laughs> up, bruh, bruh. I want to call him bruh McCoy. So, so bad, man. You uh, think that I won't. You're going to write it in the article. Well, I, Bruh, Bruh McCoy.
2: I know. I won't I won't be able to tell you that he's Bruh McCoy on the radio, so I'm gonna have to write it in articles.
1: <laughs> uh we'll have you on as guests. I'm I'm good. I'm booked. <laughs> I'm gonna go on radio in Birmingham. Oh man. Yeah, you should come on you should come on the show and then talk about how you're gonna be on radio on another station, another show. During well, the show. While your show is going on. Golly. The 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 awareness, the Madden awareness is like forty three. All right, who's on the phone? 43. More like 29.
5: Uh, Don. The last Don. What's up, Don? Oh, I'm not a whole lot, guys. Uh, had a long, hard day, so I'm trying to get drank and coffee and trying to get recuperated so I can, so I can do some uh, insurance work today. Uh, your last caller was asking about Nico and how you know had he only played ball a couple years now stories I've read, and, and I've read just about every site out there on something like that is, he's transferring back to where he played as a freshman mm-hmm. for his senior year. Mm-hmm. That pretty much indicates for me he played at least four years. Or will have before he shows up on campus. But uh, I, don't th- I don't think I've ever read, and I've tried to read up on him a lot, I don't think I've ever read anything about a limited amount of uh, experience. So i uh, hopefully that will help your last caller. Uh, but, no, I, I think this is a minimum uh, fourth year coming up, you know, in high school miles, so. uh He's very intriguing. Uh, Austin was talking about the family, and i read a lot about the family and how the family this, that, and the other. And, uh, you never know with uh, prospects, but I don't know how much money he'll get on the NIL. I don't know if he's the one that's – the, the stories have been about, but when the family embraces, I think they're pretty secure in that <clears throat> that was not the sole reason he came here. You know, a lot of people, yes, respect and Like, well, you, if one of these other schools offers even more. Uh, you know, Tennessee fans are so used to bad things happening, you know. First thing I'm reading, like, on Rivals and stuff and message boards is, well, till he signs... I ain't counting nothing. And I understand that but on, on the one hand, but on the other hand, it's like, oh, some people seem to be a little upset that we've got a commitment from a five star. <laughs> they can't enjoy uh if it happens, you know, he flips, he flips, but I mean, coming off the weekend to have something like that brighten brighten the day, uh yesterday, uh It it really took for me. It took the edge off of my disappointment from Saturday. I don't know what about you guys think.
1: Uh, It was it was it
2: It, was it was what we needed. It it it, I was happy to see it official. But happened last week, honestly. Yeah, it was supposed to happen last week. So (laughs) uh, it it was supposed to happen on Friday, but uh, the 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 team or whoever put the the commitment video together needed a little extra time. So it that wasn't that's, ready. that's why they did not pull the trigger on on Friday. And, and honestly, it was supposed to happen earlier in the week as well. It was supposed to happen last Monday. And then it got pushed to Friday. <laughs> and and then it, it got pushed to, to yesterday. It was supposed to, to tweet it out at 7 a.m. Pacific time, which was going to be 10 a.m., of course, yeah. as we're going right off the show. And, and then it ended up being, what, around 1230 Eastern when he – when he did so, yeah. so I I I, I wasn't as excited because I already knew it was happening and I, I already knew he was committed. But I yeah, feel right, Ben. You I didn't know. You. I feel you, Don. You I didn't I feel know. You. It, it was a nice it was a nice pick me up after uh, the disappointment of of Saturday against Michigan.
5: Yeah, and I think another reason I might not have done it even earlier was with all the uh, excitement around the uh, tournament on Saturday. Yes, you know. I, and, I think
2: that they, I think they were well aware of March Madness and when Tennessee was was playing because they talked about Thursday and then the, then they talked about Friday and then they said we'll just do it Monday. So I, I think they were well aware of the NCAA tournament going on, not not even just yeah, Tennessee, but, just the tournament in general.
5: Yeah, because uh, over the weekend I was noticing people, you know, they just kind of get a little nervous. Well, he's not going to do anything till April, and. <laughs> So it caught me off guard yesterday, to be honest with you, because not having any inside knowledge of what was going on, because uh, everybody seemed to think it was being pushed back, uh, maybe for a couple more weeks and stuff. And of course, the most fun is reading the uh, other team's websites and <laughs> the downplaying of his impact and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh Georgia does seem to be a little bit hurt, but uh, bless her heart. Uh, how many how many five stars can they stack up down in Georgia and never play any of them over walk on anyhow?
2: <laughs> they're 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 stacking them up. What they have? uh Well, JT Daniels is in the portal, but if, yeah. if you include JT Daniels, it's three with, with Brock Vandergrift and Gunnar Stockton and and JT.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and, yeah. and they still got old Stetson Bennett, which I'm, right. I'm I'm not gonna hate too much. He he delivered them a natty, made some big time throws in in the national championship game that that helped them them win. And uh, the, their roster is built well enough to where they can get away with with playing Stetson Bennett. But at, at some point they'll they'll figure out the the quarterback position and and take an even scarier leap like Nick Saban did when Nick Saban went from. A.J. McCarron and Blake Sims to Tua tunga and Bryce Young?
5: Well, he, yeah, a little steps, and he is an irritating little booger. But uh, how about – I think everybody's uh, – all of a sudden uh, they're not as uh, depressed about not getting the uh, quarterback from over in West Tennessee that uh, – who? Uh, yeah,
1: I can't remember, you know,
5: what's his name. Uh, everybody was so concerned about when Ty he
1: Simpson went
2: to Alabama. Ty, Ty Simpson?
5: Ty Bumpson. Ty Simpson? Ty Simpson, yeah. Ty he will, Simpson.
1: He won't finish his career there. Why? It's he won't. Uh, because he didn't come to Tennessee? No, because Big Saban will recruit Arch Manning and it'll be oh, around. Well,
2: yeah, if Arch goes there, he
5: won't finish his career there. No. Well, Alabama's had a And he can't come reputation. to
4: Tennessee?
1: Yeah. Can't Alabama see it here. We're going to treat Ty Simpson like old girl did Forrest Gump on the bus. Can't <laughs> see it here.
5: Seats taken. <laughs> hey,
1: hey, guys. Have a good night.
2: See you, Don. You too, Don. I hope you have a better day today than you did yesterday.
5: Can't see it here.
2: They got a squirrel wearing 83? Ugh. That, according to Always Vol, yeah. that, that, that must mean that they've updated the spring roster. Oh. Let's see. they let, let, uh... have been
1: waiting on it. Yeah.
2: <sighs> well, we do have updated numbers, I think. No, we don't.
1: I don't know. Come on, score. You got to change that. Yeah, make sure you got change.
2: Oh, yeah. Taven Jackson.
1: Uh What's Taven Jackson wearing? you Ten. Do want? Ten. Oh, that's, that's a good quarterback number. Mr. Trubisky. Mr. Trubisky, baby. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see who else is is on here. Hey, he's the only freshman in the 20s? Navy Schuler wearing 21. Duh. Duh, indeed. Uh, Justin, okay. Really? We're doing the two names for Justin Williams? Justin Williams has a new name.
1: No, that's... That's... that's, that's
2: this is the first I've seen this. Well,
1: he, he did. Um, Change like his Twitter, Twitter name. He announced it or mentioned it you know, a couple of weeks ago. Uh,
2: I must have missed that. Uh, Justin Williams Thomas. Mm-hmm.
1: <sighs> what number is he wearing? 26. That's a good one. That's, that's For running back, that's a good one. Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I like,
2: I like that. Uh, let's see who else we got here. Nigel Lanier from Huntsville, Alabama. Walk on from last year. He's from Huntsville? Uh, I don't understand that no. why it says he's from Huntsville. Because yeah. he played at North Jackson. Uh, unless he made the drive to North Jackson.
1: Yeah, I don't know about that.
2: Uh not, not sure how North Jackson is in Huntsville, that Alabama. Because not. It, it's not. And it it's not, not really that close. It's it's closer to South Pittsburgh than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, freshman,
1: freshman, freshman. Eli Manor wore number 10. David Jackson. How about that?
2: Tyree West wearing 54. Mo Clipper, wearing 56. Hey,
1: man, it's, it's linemen. It don't matter.
2: Here's some freshmen. Addison Nichols, wearing 72. Okay. All Brian right. Grant, wearing 73. Okay. Uh, Chaz Nimrod. Here's the receivers. Oh, they're all in the 80s, which in in the the 90s and the 2000s was the cool thing to do, but uh, Chaz Nimrods wearing 81. I like 81 for a receiver.
1: Uh, Tony Brown wore 81. I mean, that's, that's Tim Brown. Oh, I think a T.O. T.O. 81's a good, good receiver number.
2: I think 82 for Cam Miller's a good receiver number. I like 82. Okay, what else you got? Uh, Squirrel, 83. I like 84 for Caleb Webb. I think a CP. CP? I think of a... Uh, Randy Moss. Yes. What's Jerry Rice? Was he 81? or 80. Jerry Rice? Yes. 80. That's right. There's another who was there's another big time like all-time great receiver that wore 80. Maybe I am thinking of Randy Moss. 84 is that's Randy Moss. But I feel like there's somebody else. Maybe I'm maybe it is Randy Moss that I'm thinking of. I I, I don't like 83 cuz I don't like odd numbers. Although I did say I like 81, but that's because I think of T.O. and that's a good receiver number in my opinion, 81. I like 81, 82, and 84. I don't like 83 just cuz it's an odd odd number. That hasn't been that popular over the course of history.
1: Me look at these. Let me look at these single digits.
2: I like eighty-four for Caleb Webb. I guess all the single digits are are taken. Uh, Slaughter is wearing zero. Grant Furking is wearing zero. I guess somebody could have been number one
1: on offense. Yeah.
2: No, nobody has number one on offense. Nobody has number three at all, offense or defense.
1: Nico, we saving we saving number one for Nico.
2: What? Uh, Nico you know, he wears eight right now. Yeah, he wears eight in high school. Nobody's wearing eight on either side of the ball. Jimmy Holiday's wearing six. Which he'll have to change his number if he plays DB because Byron Young wears six. Joe Milton wearing seven. Nobody wearing
1: eight. Nobody on offense wearing. There's a lot of single digits open. I guess they didn't want him. They saving eight for Nico. The fact that nobody's wearing eight right now, they saving that number for Nico. Probably. Like, how do you how do you give all these 80 numbers to freshman wide receivers when you got single digits available. You
2: you think uh you think they were assigned? Thirteen? Like you would Thir- we, gotta, we gotta,
1: gotta walk on with number thirteen?
2: Guess the more well, he's a quarterback. You gotta wear one of those zero through twenties. I guess Navy were wearing twenty one. They don't
1: have to, but Man, you better give him number eighteen. No, eighteen's better than thirteen. But you got all these numbers in the teens, man. With, like, these are good numbers in the teens. What are we doing?
2: Zero through... I don't really care for zero like most people do. Yeah. One, one through 19.
1: 19,
2: 13, and 9 are the three worst 1 through 20s for me. Like
1: 12 is good. 13 is good. I don't like 13.
2: 14. Oh, you know you know how I feel about 14. Yeah, man. Like So all these good numbers... Nobody's claiming. I, have, I find that hard to believe. So you, you think uh, they're being handed out?
1: Sound like, so sound like these dudes don't have any leverage. What you should do is talk about your number before you sign, no, and they're, before they're, you commit. That's the way you do it.
2: They're saving it for Brew McCoy. Okay. Saving it for Bruh, Bruh.
1: Bruh, Bruh. Hey, Bruh. What here's, number you want to wear, Bruh? Here's number one, baby. No, I'm not giving
2: bro McCoy number one. Good receivers were number one. He's not, no elite receivers
1: were number one that, i mean that is true i'm not gonna disagree with you me, but <laughs> just saying i mean he's, he's people pretty... like
2: michael pilardi rock number one we're well, not just hating out the number
1: one to anybody i need i need another backstory about these receivers and all these damn 80s Ugh. no offense tony brown i love you man 81 is different than me. you don't like any 80 i like when i
2: like Growing up, most receivers wore eighties. So that that's why, like, I don't have a problem with it. You've always felt this way? I don't like eighties. Well, I mean, I, I, I get it, but I think of Marvin Harrison. I, I think of Randy Moss, Jerry Rice, TO. There's been a lot. Reggie Wayne, a lot and of so, great receivers have worn eighties, eighty yeah, numbers.
1: Yeah, when you couldn't wear numbers,
2: you know, in the teams. Right. I understand that. But them having to wear eighties have made a couple of those eighties
1: cool for receivers to wear in my opinion well, listen we can we can all have our opinion on this it's all good well i mean i know I, that mine's I just better just, than yours i just personally like teens and single digit numbers over 80s i
2: how excited do you think people are going to get about jack
1: jancic this fall like they did last year oh man he gonna be he gonna he gonna break all Cedric tillman's records based on spring performance it's over. I wonder what number Harrison Bailey's wearing at UNLV. And it's going to be crazy because all the DBs are out, which I don't like. Because how they'll get better when they when they hurt. Uh,
2: yeah, I don't like it either. Not that it's
1: necessarily Tennessee's fault. I mean, it's nothing you can do about it. No,
2: just really unfortunate. But if I'm Jimmy Holiday, I I try to make that move while everybody's hurt. Are you going to order you a Harrison Bailey jersey from UNLV? A UNLV Harrison Bailey jersey. Yeah, you know the answer to that. Oh, I forgot they had Tate Martin. Well, I guess this is last year's roster because Harrison's not on here. You know the answer. I want to remember Brian Mauer's wearing It Stephen F. Austin. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Brian Maurer, let's get to Brian Maurer's BFF on the Iris Network's hotline and bring in D.R. Ball. Dr. Volk. Good,
1: good Hi,
2: What's going
3: on, guys? Who's a bigger fan, me for Brian Maurer or Ben for Mitch Risky now that he's
1: on his team. Uh, well, you for Brian Maurer because you had him on on your podcast.
2: And, and see, the thing is, you think that that's a dig, but I'd rather be a Mitchell Trubisky stand than a Brian Maurer stand.
3: <laughs> mm, I don't know. Mauer's Mauer's actually played on my team. I guess done something. Didn't played on your
1: team. Uh, you don't he's you don't honest. you don't want to know all the things that yeah. Brian Mauer did on your team?
2: And what what? <laughs> and even aside from what Swain just said, what what exactly did he do for Tennessee?
3: Well, he nosedived against uh what was it, Mississippi State? He's staring at my ants down. At, Wasn't that the at, Mississippi State game?
2: Yes. He he yes. And after he threw two interceptions, one of which was in the red zone.
3: Yeah, awful, awful days. That's uh He know, makes Trubisky
2: look like a Hall of Fame quarterback. Oh. Ooh. Ooh.
3: Uh, okay man. Ooh. Uh guys, you kinda leave That's me how me bad Brian Mauer is. Don had talked about uh, Nico committing taking the sting out of Saturday. That that doesn't touch me. I, that's a loss that's gonna. I don't know if I'll ever get over. It's up there with the Purdue game, and then we got put out of the Elite Eight. Uh, I'm glad we got Nico, but me that just it doesn't help me at all. I'm I'm reeling and hurting from that game Saturday, guys.
1: Yeah, it it, it I agree with you. It did not take the sting out for me. Because I mean, we I think Ben and I. I think it's safe to say we knew Nico was about to commit for weeks now. So, like, he was already, like, we, we've we already kind of, like, emotionally and mentally prepared ourselves for Nico being a part of this class. Um, and, like, he's still not here yet. I think he will be here. Um, but still, like, that run this basketball team made and them winning the SEC tournament and, you know, the, the, the stories with this team, it's easy to love this team. Like, it it hurts to see those guys hurt. So, yeah, yeah. I just – I don't think the Nico News made it – took the sting out, but it's great for the football program.
3: Fine it cut out. I was getting ready, my kids ready for school. What did Austin Price say earlier when he was talking about when Nico committed it made Tennessee the – what kind of school, the seven-on-seven seven players? What did the cool he say? school. The, okay. The okay. cool school. You know, I find that ironic that Texas A&M got 38 five-stars in this recruiting class. Alabama, they have recruits constantly posting pictures of new vehicles I can't afford. But we get one damn player, and people just make us out to be the bad guys.
1: I found that funny, too. I, I saw the, the tweets. Um, you know, something that, like the NIL that is legal. And there's more conversation about that than the SEC schools that had recruits posting vehicles when the NIL was illegal. And I didn't see those same people with hot takes or takes or opinions at all. I just think that is funny. But
3: Yeah, or when OBJ was giving out cash after the national championship. I mean, everybody's the, talking about it, that. It, it, well, it's just all amazing to me, man. Tennessee does one thing. That's why I don't care that our fans are so hostile on Twitter. Like, don't let us get good and have something to really talk about because it's going to be obnoxious, beyond beyond words.
1: When people are hating on you, that means you're doing something good. So just keep doing. Well, you know
3: what? The, the best part of '90s wrestling was the NWO, the bad guys. And I'll leave it at that. But guys, I'm gonna get off here. I want to see what uh, Jonathan Wade tweeted today. Go have a good night.
2: A lot of meat to uh, Jay Wade's Twitter timeline.
5: <sighs>
1: <laughs> My eyes are burning. I need some eye drops. Oh, Lord. Mm, mm, mm. You got to have Twitter discipline. Yeah, for what's coming up? 865 65 5503 What's coming up next segment? Oh,
2: man. Jay Wade got got.
1: Mad County Ball, I already know, brother. I've already know. I already know. Oh, that—that's why he was referenced. <laughs> Mad County Ball. It's right down the street, huh? Uh, <laughs> Downtown Ball says Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne wore wore numbers in the eighties. Yep, Marvin Harrison was eighty eight, Reggie Wayne was eighty seven. Terry Glenn wore eighty three. Rest in peace. Let's see here. Jason from the Borough says, did you say one of the Jimmy's going to defense? Please elaborate. Um, ben mentioned, I'll let you.
2: Holiday may switch to defense.
1: It's a possibility okay. if if he really wants to. Always Vol says, I think they just handed these numbers out because all the receiver... Are are in line. Has any receiver wore thirty seven since Peerless? No. And I would never wear thirty-seven after peerless price. Like
2: because of peerless, peerless pe- or because thirty-seven is an ugly number?
1: Uh well, because of peerless, number one, I can't say thirty seven is an ugly number here because peerless made it cool. But is it an ugly number? Yes. But he made it cool. He did make it cool, but I still don't want to wear it. I don't either. Just making sure. Yeah, I wouldn't. Like as much as I looked up the Peeler's price and and watched so much so much of his cut ups, I never for once was like, man, I don't want to wear thirty seven. I want to wear thirty seven too. Not because of I was afraid of the pressure. I just didn't want to wear thirty seven. I thought it was an ugly number. But Peeler's did make it cool, though. He did. He did. He yeah. did. They scared Swain. I see a lot of hate that we got Nico. Absolutely. Wasn't everybody hating on Texas a and when they was recruiting at a high level? Don't, don't everybody hate on Georgia when they recruited at a high level when Kirby Smart first got there? That's that's when you know you're doing something. Everybody so, was hating on Alabama when Ty Simpson picked them. Yeah. So, I just don't like hypocrites. I just don't like the, the, the people, the fans that point to the other team, doing wrong but the moment your team gets a player you're like oh no 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 the kid really loves the colors of our school like guys it's all dirty recruiting is dirty all of it all of it's dirty you're dirty maybe i mean the
2: things that you were looking at on your timeline yesterday Disgusting and, and
1: disturbing. It's Jonathan Wade's fault. It ain't my fault. You didn't have to click on it. Big Shot Rob told you not to click on it, and you still did. I didn't know what he said until I when I clicked on it. Then I saw his message and I was like, oh, that's why you told me not to click on it. <laughs> but I clicked on it, and I was like, Ahhh.
2: I wasn't ready.
5: <sighs> my
1: eyes. My eyes are burning. Eyes are burning.
4: It's time to be a vegetarian. All right, hour three coming up.